Hello and welcome to episode number 73. And this episode, Lynn and I will be talking about the missing link between chakras and healthy relationships. So not only do you have your own chakras or energy wheels within your body, but within your relationships. So essentially when two co-creators, so in this instance, you and your partner decide to begin or create a relationship together, it will hold its own energy and energy centers. So our intention with the following insight that we share is that you gain more clarity in the relationships area of your life. And we'll take you through a journey through the first three chakras and how they relate to us and our relationships. And then we'll also include some spiritual and then some a one spiritual and then one practical exercise to help you feel more connected, not only to yourself, but to your partner as well. So we will start with the root chakra. And since the root chakra is essentially our connection with mother nature in a relationship, it represents the foundational and the nurturing energies. So imbalances in this chakra can show up as fearing for our partner's safety and a lack of vitality, energy, or nourishment in the relationship. So when this chakra is balanced within a relationship, not only do both partners feel safe, secure, grounded, and enlivened, but the relationship feels nourishing rather than draining. And a way to balance this chakra in a relationship is through establishing foundational and grounding energies, which require communication and deep friendship. So the deep friendship would be a foundation for the relationship to build upon. So you build a foundation or deep friendship um, by truly knowing your partner, like you would a great friend. So you can also reflect on ways that your relationship nourishes you both and then ways that may drain you. And so from this, you can more easily start to work through the whys and the what's behind the draining aspects of the, of the relationship and then increasing the activities or the non-activities that you feel nourish the relationship. Um, so we'll go into the two practices that you can do as a couple to kind of reestablish these foundational friendship, deep friendship energies. And the first one is more of a spiritual practice. And the second one is going to be more of a practical psychology based approach. So the first one is a couple's meditation. So you'll set a timer for five minutes. Both partners will sit in front of the other, hold hands, connect, And then close your eyes and you'll focus on the root chakra, which is the area at the base of the spine. And during this meditation, you can each think of one way in which you can be more nourishing or nurturing toward one another, or you can think of a way that helps your partner feel more secure in the relationship. So after that five minute timer, you can open your eyes and then share your idea with your partner. And the second practice is based in psychology and it's called the love maps questionnaire. And it's adapted from Dr. John Gottman's book, The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work. And this is a set of true-false statements that range from, I can tell you some of my partner's life dreams, to I know the most stressful thing that happened to my partner as a child. And the idea behind this practice is to discuss your answers with your partner afterwards and like use it as an opportunity to discover 
new things about them to kind of enhance your love map. So love map is essentially how familiar you are with your partner's world. So think about like how you would do this with a friend, like just naturally as you, you um, build a relationship with them, you're kind of asking about their past. You'll know about their past. Um, So the more that you understand and know each other's worlds, the easier it is to stay connected and strong through life's ups and downs. So that is, you know, the foundation, establishing that foundation of the root chakra. So the questionnaire I found for this is called the Love Maps Questionnaire, and you can internet search it, but we'll also link it in the description box below. So you can kind of go through that with your partner if you'd like. Um, And even with a friend, because this is not only for partnership energy, but for friendship energy too. Like if you want to kind of strengthen a friendship or strengthen a relationship in your life, I think this is a really interesting practice that you can do. Um, the, there's a lot of different psychology practices, but I really like this one. Um, the true false questions are the statements are very, they're, they're not super deep, but some of them are just kind of make you think. Um, but yeah. Have you uh, done the questionnaire yet? I haven't done it with my partner, but I plan to because I'm I'm visiting him this this weekend. So I'm gonna bring it with me. <laughs> and we're gonna yeah. So I mean, I think it's interesting because the true false statements are I feel like you will learn them through t- like the things that you'll learn through time of knowing your partner. And I've only known him for five five months. So maybe maybe less than that. I don't know. Um I'm bad with time, but yeah. So, so I feel like it's something that you probably would, you know, as, as you spend more time together, you'll start learning more about each other. But I also, I mean, it's nice. It's nice to establish that, like that foundation anyway, Mm -hmm. even with like, cause I'm looking through some of the questions and I'm like, actually some of these things I don't even know about my friends. Um, like, I don't know all my friends, like life dreams, I don't know, like all my friends, like the most stressful thing that happened to them when they were a child. Um, But basically these true false statements will set you up for, will kind of give you like a gauge of your love map. Um, And then after that, you can do the 20, it's called, I think it's called 20 questions. And you'll answer like based off these full true false statements. Like, for example, one of the questions on there was name two of your partner's best friends in their life. Like it was, it was like easier things like that. And then like, it kind of got into the more difficult things like name your, I don't know, something that you admire about your father or something like that. Like, it's just things like that, that kind of make you think and, and, um, want to know more about your partner and kind of, I don't know, like, cause I was reading through the questions and I'm thinking, Oh, I'd like to know this about him. So I think, um, yeah. Yeah, no, it'd be super cool to try it out for sure. Like, you should try it with your husband and let me know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, like, as weird as this sounds, like, I don't know a lot about my husband's, like, things like favorite animal, favorite color, favorite number, like, stuff like that. Like, I know more of the, I don't know, the deeper, I don't want to say deeper stuff because that just sounds like. No, I know what you mean. No, for sure. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, like I know that stuff, but I don't know, like, yeah, I can't tell you his favorite. I want to say it's red, his favorite color, but I'm not even sure. So yeah. 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 Cause I feel like that's not something you really like. I feel like that's, I guess I have the same perspective as you have, like where I feel like it's almost a surface level question. Like what's your favorite color, you know? Um, 
but I guess it's, it is important to know that about your partner too, because I, I guess it was overlooked in my past because I never really asked those, like those smaller questions, I guess I want to look at them like, but yeah, like I know. And I know myself and like, when I get into a relationship, like I ask like really like deep questions and it's actually kind of intrusive because like, I'm pretty much a stranger when I'm asking them these questions. Like it's mm-hmm. our first date and I'm just like, what are your life dreams? Like, <laughs> that's just like, it's like, oh, yeah. that's like, wow, you're really just jumping off the deep end there. But yeah, no, it's just, yeah. Yeah, no, because like your questions that you that you just said, it tells you more about a person than what their favorite color is, in, at least in my opinion. So I think that's why we're more inclined to ask the deeper questions and to know those like deeper things about our partner because we want to know what the kind of person we're, getting ourselves into a relationship with and if we're compatible and if we have the same like life dream goals and stuff like that and values in life. So I think, you know, your favorite color is not going to tell you like your partner's values. So I think that's why, you know what I mean? Or their favorite color is not going to tell you what they value in life. But <laughs> so I guess that's where it comes from really. Yeah. yeah maybe like, I just, I, I want to try this quiz though. I think of like the questionnaire, I think it'd be really fun. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And maybe we'll, we'll do a little update on it, but for sure. So the next chakra though, is the sacral chakra. And this is the main area of connection and flow with each other. So it represents things like pleasure, playfulness, creativity, and abundance in your relationship. The archetypes of this chakra are the empress and the emperor who are drawn to things that make them feel good. So think things like pleasure sensory experiences such as music great food uh beautiful clothes environments and surroundings and think of things like the taste of life or the honey or sweetness of a relationship this all ties back to the sacral chakra Um, imbalances in the chakra typically show up in the form of desires and emotions so this would look like a feeling of unfulfillment surrounding your physical desires, fantasizing about intimate relationships with others while you're in a partnership, uh, addictive behaviors around desires, unbalanced emotions such as codependency or feeling emotionally disturbed in some form with your partner, or being unable to express release adverse emotions would be which would hold you back. Um, so it's things like holding on to anger, jealousy, frustration, that kind of festers and turns into resentment. A way to balance this chakra in a relationship is through cherishing one another. So reflect on how you were during the honeymoon phase, for example, and what you're both likely taking each other in from an energy of wholeness and acceptance, wanting to connect with one another through all five senses. Even if we dissect the word honeymoon, it equals sweetness and one who enlightens dark nights, a heavenly body. So just that word there encompasses what the sacral chakra is really um, all about. So the ultra sweet phase of love is like another thing you can think about when you're um, referring to the sacral chakra. It is possible to bring back this phase and waves throughout your relationship. So if you're in this phase with your partner right now, amplify on those feelings. 
You can also choose to reconnect with your sacred feminine and or your sacred masculine energy, which will help to polarize the relationship in the best way. So you flow together, invite in passion, abundance, and creativity back into the relationship. Um, Something like just referring back to some previous episodes, um, you can check out our podcast episode 353 or 51 or 69 for more information on feminine and masculine masculine energy if you just want to like have some more reference uh, on those topics so two exercises you can do as a couple to invite in an energy of flow and sweetness with each other the first one is another's couple meditation so this is where you will invite in an energy of cherishing one another so set the timer for five minutes And both partners will sit in front of each other, hold hands and close their eyes, focusing on the sacral chakra. So this is the area that's about two inches below your navel. And during this meditation, you see yourself as the archetype of the emperor and the empress in your relationship. So embodying feeling of pleasure, abundance and well-being. When you open your eyes, show your partner, your fellow emperor or empress in the sweetness and or your affection. The second exercise is another psychology-based one, and this is adopted from Dr. Gottman. It's about sharing fondness and admiration for your partner. So what the fondness portion of this kind of looks like is taking a moment to fill in the following blanks. And we will also add these uh, fill-in-the-blanks to the show notes so you can refer back to it later. But um, the the fill-in-the-blanks are I'm proud of the way you blank. I'm attracted to your blank inside and out. I am impressed that you blank and I like how you blank. Then say each sentence out loud to your partner over the course of a week, even if it's things they already know. It's just kind of nice to hear these deeper words of affirmation as a partner. The second portion of this exercise is show appreciation. More so gratitude and gratitude, not just for what your partner does for you, but who they are. So pick two or three positive traits and then express to them the next time you get a chance. So an example would be, I appreciate you are so balanced. I noticed it yesterday when you, and then just fill that in. Then you can identify why the traits you picked are of value or importance to you in a partner as well. So it gives you the chance to kind of reflect why you picked them as a partner. Mm -hmm. I really like this chakra um, in a relationship because I really, I don't know, I feel like a lot of my, I've been kind of disconnected from this in previous relationships, like that sweetness so I, I'm really, when I was um, going through this, when you were talking, I was like, oh, I really like this chakra. I like to bring in that sweetness and that, that play. And I think that's one of the one, one of the main things I um, find in a relationship that I love is that playfulness and that like the creativity, because I feel like that helps the relationship last. And then it, it drags out that honeymoon phase and like brings it back in waves, like you were saying, which is I mean, everyone, everyone wants to be cherished, especially by someone they love. So I think that's um, because like love helps you grow. Right. So I think that cherishing aspect is, is really nice because it's very uplifting. So I really like this one. And I feel like 
in a lot of relationships, people think like once the honeymoon phase is over, it's like something you can't get back. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just like, I I hear it all the time and just how people refer to the relationships is like, oh, the honeymoon phase is over, but it's not like over, over. It's just Mm -hmm. a lull. And so I think like this is a good exercise or both these exercises are sizes are good exercises to kind of get that feeling back like you mentioned um Mm -hmm. and yeah like it's relationships are work too that's the thing it's just like you need to constantly work and try to improve and be there for each other there's going to be times where it's just like you're not playful you're not passionate there are like like negative energies towards one another but that's mm-hmm. like what the point of a relationship is to is to work through it like you don't just give up once something like doesn't go your way exactly it's like a tree or a plant it's got to be nourished and like fed and watered and and paid attention to or otherwise it's just gonna die and then you know so I don't know I really like um and I think a lot of the times we'll lose like our polarity with each other. Like when we're in a partnership, which is that like having the feminine and the masculine, regardless of your gender, it's like when you have two feminine energies, that's when you lose that, that passion or that sweetness. Or when you have two masculine energies, that's when like a bunch of um, like going head to head will happen. And that was, we'll, we'll kind of go into that a little bit with the solar plexus chakra, because I think if you have too much masculine like you're both in your masculine, I think that's when you will have like that solar plexus energy just act kind of act up because it will cause a lot of conflict because mm-hmm. it's like, it'll be like kind of a power struggle. Um, and I feel like if you have two like passive energies, more passive energies, like two feminine energies, then it's not going to, you're not going to have any, um, any action or like, I don't know. I, you have to have like the balance, the polarizing energies because otherwise you'll lose that passion. Yeah, but- yeah for sure. Yeah. So the next one is our solar plexus. And this chakra is all about confidence, protection, and action within the relationship. So this represents the energy that encourages you to stay the course in your relationship, to hold respect for each other, and to grow, evolve together like the tree. And the archetype of this center is the warrior. And the warrior develops themselves through facing challenges, problem solving, and learning what each challenge and problem has gifted them along the way and imbalances in this chakra can come across as a power struggle. Like I mentioned throughout the relationship and during conflict, especially it will um, be really heated, which can look like the blame game. So like tick for tack, um, getting defensive, prideful, angry, and disrespecting each other. It can also look like a constant need to one up each other in regards of money, status, accomplishment, accomplishments and etc. So basically there would be a sense of unhealth unhealthy competition with each other. And I think that's where I feel that's there's too much masculine energy in the relationship and it's not balanced. So when it is balanced, you'll go into conflict resolution with respect for each other. Your disposition as a couple, especially during conflict, will be strong, humble, and caring because you have this understanding and this understanding that you're on the same team which will ultimately help you feel stronger and more connected. And you'll feel your partner supports you in your goals, aspirations, dreams, and is rooting for your success. So your relationship will feel resilient, even against the toughest of storms, because 
you are both growing from each conflict and problem or issue that arises within the relationship. So rather than the conflict tearing you down, it's being resolved at its core. So it's building you up. Um, so another way to balance this chakra in a relationship is through building each other up and uplifting and empowering one another. So you can also set personal and shared goals together and resolve conflict healthily, which requires dedication. Like Lynn was saying, relationships are hard work and discipline surrounding your growth as individuals and as a couple, because I really feel like your growth as an individual is very vital to your your success as a, in a relationship, because if you're not growing separately um, and you're only growing together, it's like, you're almost like enmeshing, like, I don't know. Um, what's the word I'm looking for. It's almost like you're just, you're too much in each other's lives where you don't even have your own individuality. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of lose your sense of yourself with, I don't know if you've ever experienced that Lynn, but I certainly have. (laughs) Um, I want to say, yes, I have. And I, it was like, I think my relationship before my husband and it's, I don't know when you lose your sense of self as well. Like, do you feel like it's harder to leave that relationship? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cause I'm like, well, if I leave, then I don't have an identity, which is scary. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think it's super important to have your own life outside of your relationship so you can keep that um, individuality for sure. Mm -hmm. And so uh, some spiritual exercises to kind of build this up and a practical exercise to build this up that you can do as a couple to strengthen your bond, um, not only with yourself, but um, with your partner as well. So the first one is to sit with your partner. You can enjoy like a cup of calming tea together and then lovingly discuss your most recent conflict. I feel like some people would run and scream away from this practice because it's so, um, I don't know, it's to kind of, I think a lot of people are very conflict avoidant, especially in a relationship. They'd rather just like sweep things under the rug. Um, I shouldn't say everyone that's like generalizing, but I feel like at least in my past, that's how I've been because you know, conflict's hard and it's, and you have to kind of put your pride aside. And I, in the past was a very prideful person that I still see that flare up sometimes. And I have to take a deep breath and just like work through that and and let it out. But you can embody the, in this practice of sitting with your partner and and discussing your most recent conflict, you can embody the archetype of the respectful and the caring warrior. So you can ask the questions, Did you feel seen and heard regarding this conflict? Does it feel completely resolved to you or would you like to add anything else onto it? So everyone feels seen and heard. I feel like it's very important um, not shutting each other out. And lastly, is there anything that you would like for me to do or anything you need from me? Um, So you can ask that to your partner and have them ask the same thing to you. Um, And that's, I think that's a really powerful practice um, to, to do with each other. And I guess it's less less spiritual, a little bit more of like, just, um, I don't know, maybe less, not really psychology, but more so just opening up to your partner, opening your heart really. Um, so the second exercise is also from Dr. Gottman and very psychology based. So it's when you turn towards your partner's bids for connection rather than turning away or rejecting them. So what is a bid for connection? This is any attempt from one partner to another for attention, affection, or affirmation. 
this bid is typically hidden under a statement. So there's a text and a subtext. So what this looks like, for example, is your partner asking, how do I look? So how do I look would be a bid that they want you to please pay attention to what they're saying. Um, So for example, like if your partner, if you were to ask that to your partner and your partner kind of dismissed you and was just saying, oh, you look fine. Well, we got to, you know what I mean? Like that's like kind of rejection, but um, basically like your partner by saying that is wanting you to pay attention to what they're saying and like give, give them an an answer um, and really look at them and make them feel seen. And so another one would be your partner mentioning that they've been cooking all day and they're tired. So that would be a bid for you to help them de-stress in some way together or just help them de-stress in in any way. Um, And I know it's, it's interesting because um, I think like, as you grow your emotional intelligence with one another, you can be more straightforward, but this is kind of, it may seem like things are kind of hidden because there's like this underlying bid for, for connection. Um, But I think like, once you start realizing it is a bid, you guys can be, you know, in a partnership, you can be more straightforward with one another. Um, and I think the first step to notice that is to notice your own bids for connection. So notice when you're having a bid for connection with your partner. Um, and then you can notice them, like how you do them as a couple together. And um, so this exercise will be more of an ongoing one rather than a one and done thing. So just recognize if you're paying enough attention to your partner to know where and when they're wanting emotional connection with you. There is a chart online that provides more of these examples. So you can kind of get a better sense of what these bits for connection look like. And we'll link it in the description box. But it was really, even like as someone that studied mindset for a long time, I was looking through these, these bits for connection. Like, wow, I actually, I do that a lot. And I didn't even realize it was a, you know, I wanted affection or I wanted attention um, just by saying these little, these little conversational pieces or statements, um, I guess I never really realized what I actually wanted. And it's like, I guess it is like a, um, on a, on a basic human levels need or human needs level. It's like us, we always want one of those things. We always like, we want to feel like we belong or we want, um, to feel like we're heard or seen. So I think each thing we're saying to our partner in some weird way is like, underlying the underlying energy of that is wanting us wanting attention affection or um and affirmation so that we feel like we belong so that we feel like we're loved um especially like i mean this life is sometimes hard like on our own and i think having a partner like a partner can help build you up in those ways when you are feeling down on yourself and then obviously self love is is king here but um i think like it's nice to have a partner that can help you work towards that as well but yeah. yeah. And so like more on chakras, we can, you can check out episode two, but this was kind of like a little, um, just the three first chakras and how they relate to relationships. Cool. That was a lot of fun. I really like <laughs> It's a lot of information. It really is. And like, and, and it is, it's fun to like, look at the, the little like missing link, I guess, between each one and, and look beyond what's happening or what you feel like is happening on a, on a surface level because everything's energy, right? So everything's got energy. Everything's got, um, most, most things in this world have energy centers and, um, where energy will 
tend to circulate more. Um, and I think like, I think it's important to, I don't know, just understand more about your partner and, um, understand where those energies are coming from. Like, like, I really like the bid for connection because I, I noticed like looking at it, how much one of my previous partners maybe rejected me in the past and, and I rejected him. So, you know, um, it's just, it's interesting to read through that. Yeah. And have, like, the self-realization. No, for sure. And that's, it's really important to like, it's so easy to like forget as well in a relationship to do these things and to, you know, um, maybe implement these kind of little exercises into your relationship. So you guys can constantly be connected. I think like it, with everything that happens in a person's life, it's just so easy that you forget about the other person's needs. And so I like these little like questionnaires and exercises for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We, we um, definitely combine some mindsets and spirituality in this episode. And Lynn and I love that. We're like, Ooh, give me all the mindset. Give me all the spirituality. <laughs> um, it's, I like the balance of both. I really do. Um, Cause sometimes I can get a little woo woo. I call it woo woo ish. I do get very, very woo woo ish. And I, I forget that I'm also, I'm a human having, or I'm sorry, a spiritual being having a human experience. So it is important for me to ground myself in some of the more practical exercises as well, um, because it's what makes me human. So yeah, I really like the the mindset portion. Yeah, no, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope you found some value in this episode. If you liked it, leave us a comment a rating um message us on instagram um and all the show notes will be all the links and just will be in the description box so you can find those graphics and those um questionnaires and whatnot but again thanks for listening and hope you have a great rest of your day thanks everybody bye-bye